1: The Irish Times Business Podcast in association with Irish Life.
2: Supporting companies and their employees for 75 years. We know Irish Life. We are Irish Life. Hello
1: and welcome to this special episode of the Irish Times Business Podcast. This is Thursday, June 9th. I'm Kieran Hancock. And after 89 days, the trial involving four former executives of Anglo-Irish Bank and Irish Life Impairment has delivered its final verdict. Former ILMP Chief Executive Dennis Casey was today found guilty by the jury of conspiracy to defraud investors in connection with a 7.2 billion euro circular transaction between the financial institutions between March and September 2008. On Wednesday of last week, the jury in the case returned guilty Verdicts in relation to Anglo's former finance director, Willie McAteer, and former Anglo head of capital markets, John Bow. On Friday of last week, it delivered a not guilty verdict in relation to ILMP's former finance director, Peter Fitzpatrick. Joining me in the studio is Colum Keane, the Irish Times legal correspondent who spent the past three weeks patiently awaiting the jury's verdicts on the four men. Uh, Column, tell us what happened in court today.
3: Well, what happened in court today was that in the afternoon, we heard the jury was coming back Um we all went and sat there. The jury came out, asked if they had a verdict. They said they had a verdict. They said that um, that they, they found that Mr Casey was guilty. There was a very calm response to that in the room. There were a few family members there. Nothing was said. There were, as far as I could see, no tears, no great show of emotion. Um, the jury was then discharged by the judge, Martin Nolan, uh, after he praised their performance, the diligence and care about which they went there with about which they uh, had taken with the job, and the uh, Mr. Casey then left the court. He looked composed, but looked quite shook to me.
1: Right. Okay. Let's just remind listeners about the charges that the four men faced. Uh, just to sum up uh, the well, case. Well, the charge,
3: like. the same charge, was against all four men. So it was essentially four trials run run alongside each other uh, for administrative convenience. And the charge was they conspired together to. Um, to mislead investors and the public by creating a false impression as to the financial health of Anglo-Irish Bank at the time of its year-end, September uh, 2008.
1: Right, so this was uh, 7.2 billion euros worth of money, which was effectively going between the two. It looked as if it was... was You know, new money, if you like, for for Anglo, but essentially it was a circular transaction.
3: A circular transaction. The bulk of it happened on the 29th and 30th of September. There were six 1 billion, essentially 1 billion uh, transactions, uh, went back and forth, back and forth. An interesting. Idea is whether it was the same one billion. Every time the one billion, you know, passed back in through the doors of Anglo Irish Bank, it clicked up the amount on deposit by one billion, Um, and then it would go back out again over to Irish Life and Permanent, and back in again through Irish via Irish Mm -hmm. Life Assurance. But when it was deposited in Irish in Anglo Irish Bank, it got mixed up with, with other money, so you couldn't see if it was the same. Billion that came back out again, but there were six sequential uh, transactions yeah. that all ticked up the amount of money.
1: And, and of course, we should remind ourselves that Anglo collapsed uh, effectively uh, in late 2008. It fell into state ownership in mm-hmm. 2009. The investors in, in no. Anglo were wiped out. Yes, uh, ultimately taxpayers got wiped out as well. Yes. The bailout money that mm-hmm. was put into Anglo has mm-hmm. essentially been all been lost, or yes. or practically all of it being lost. So uh, you know, this was a big financial hit at the time.
3: Yeah, well, I don't know how many people put money into Anglo-Irish Bank uh, subsequent to Uh, late September 2008 you'd have a better view on that Mm -hmm. than I would but it certainly was a very serious uh, misleading of the markets and of the public given the figure involved 7.2 billion
1: Now this I think is is, the longest trial of its kind uh, in Irish uh, legal history Uh, you've mentioned that in your reports on on several occasions and um, you said in your report in this morning's newspaper that the judge finished his charge to the jury on Tuesday May the 11th why is it taking the jury May
3: 17th sorry 17th 17th, okay Mm -hmm. Um, why is it taking them so long to actually come up with a verdict well the, the trial started in 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 uh, january there was a v- lot of complicated uh, transactions involved then they had to uh, be satisfied it was conspiracy going on they had to be satisfied in release, relation to each particular accused that it was beyond reasonable doubt um there was a uh, Evidence uh, in passing heard about the you know the so-called green jersey agenda and so on. There was the position of the Irish Life and Permanent people that while they entered into these transactions, they didn't know until afterwards how uh, Anglo Irish Bank was going to treat them in their books and, and evidence that you know they could have been treated differently in the Ar- Anglo Irish Bank's books. There could have been notes put in that explained the background to these transactions, um, in which case. Um, the transactions might not have been illegal Um, it is possible for banks to help each other out and bolster their accounts uh, uh, at year end and it is apparently a practice that it's not not illegal um, as long as the property accounted for and there's some risk involved for the depositor but um, I think it's fair to say that it's obvious from the way the jury uh, let Mr Fitzpatrick uh, gave Mr Fitzpatrick an innocent uh, verdict and Uh, Mr Casey a guilty verdict that they not only distinguished between the Anglo and Irish life uh, uh, situations but also between the two uh, accused who came from Irish life itself. So all the indications are given that they spent 14 days, I think more than 60 hours deliberating one of the longest, the longest deliberations Mm. that anybody can remember in an Irish criminal case um, they took their job very seriously and went into great detail.
2: At Irish Life, we can tell you that 49% of employees in Ireland don't think about tomorrow. They don't have a pension plan. We can help you help them. Because if you're involved in running your company's pension plan, we can administer it for you. With our member-specific investment solutions, online access for employers, trustees and members, and always-on smartphone apps. Just call one of our corporate team on 704 1845. Visit irishlifecorporatebusiness.ie or contact your pension consultant to find out how we can help your company think of tomorrow. We know Irish Life. We are Irish Life. Irish Life Assurance PLC is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. All information source for Irish Life September 2014
1: the next stage is sentencing. When, when are we going to get that?
2: On July
3: 25th we'll, we'll, we'll hear on the sentencing. This uh, conspiracy charge isn't a, a statute uh, a charge. It's not a criminal offence that's uh, set down in the statute of, of the Oireachtas and has a, a minimum and maximum sentence. So it's uh, more one where it'll be more up to the court to decide what's the appropriate sentence. Um, the judge in uh, in the absence of the jury way back in February, did make a rulings as to the issue of the financial regulator and the involvement the attitude of the financial regu- regu- regulator and um, um, whether the people involved in these transactions might have been uh, led into illegality by, uh, mm. by by the attitude of the financial regulator Dennis Casey actually gave in, gave evidence. In the absence of the jury in relation to that matter, uh, neither of the none of the accused gave evidence to the actual trial. But uh, back in February, the judge did rule, while ruling on this legal issue, that um, the attitude of the financial regulator was not a defence. So therefore, if the financial regulator told you you can do this and you went off and did it, it was still an offence uh, because it was an offence. But... Um, he did say that it could it could uh, be a factor when it came uh, came to sentencing. It could be a mitigation factor. On the other on the other hand, um, you know it's a very serious issue, like you said at the outset, and seven point two billion. So, mm. w- w- you know the, the, they are the two issues um, uh, that I would say will be featuring in the judge's mind, as well as perhaps um, the age age of the three men who've now been found guilty, and the fact that. Their motivations were, I think, as the judge um, also said when ruling on the issue of uh, the, the legal issue uh, back in February. Uh, their motivations were really stopping their institutions from collapsing, stopping the banking system from collapsing, rather than uh, any other, you know, personal motivations. Um, And
1: there was no personal gain for any of these men. No, other than uh, uh, maintaining the
3: the life of their institutions and their jobs, I suppose. um, Now, we've refrained from covering
1: um, the the verdicts until all of them uh, were in. So perhaps you could just uh, take us back to last week when the the first three were handed down. I mean, what was the reaction, for example, of of William Mcateer and John Bow and their families when they were found guilty? And similarly for Peter Fitzpatrick when he was found not guilty?
3: Well, um, when the, the, the... two Anglo executives were found guilty it seemed reasonably subdued uh, to me and and they went away there were family members there with them and, and they were pretty stunned and upset um, um, I didn't see them outside the court after they left however when uh, Mr Fitzpatrick was found innocent um, on Friday there was crying among the family members behind me and Mr Fitzpatrick put his head in his hands and seemed to be crying himself then outside in the court there was a lot of Hugging and and emotion, um, and uh, when they left the court, you'd you know, I think it was pretty clear there was a there was a very healthy spring in the mm. step uh, of Mr Fitzpatrick. Then um, Mr Casey today looked looked pretty stunned and and mm. struck me perhaps as a man who was trying to to you know maintain the, the maintain his. Um, dignity or whatever and not show his emotions but looked pretty stunned to me
1: yeah I'm just looking at the ages of, of the various men I mean Willie is 65 John Bow 52 Dennis Casey 56 uh, Peter Fitzpatrick Sixty-three. So um, mm. William MacTier, I, I, you know, and, and Peter Fitzpatrick at the latter end of their business careers, if you like,
3: absolutely. And Mr. MacTier has already been through an earlier trial and uh, has another one facing him. Yeah, I mean there are more
1: Anglo trials to come. This mm. is a mm. this is a saga, if you like, that's going to go on for a few more years. Isn't yeah,
3: it? yeah. No, it's very uh, well. You know, leaving aside all the people who are, dra- who are dragged into it and the background to it from a legal point of view, it's a very interesting phenomenon. These, these are really massive uh, uh, white collar crime uh, criminal trials first of their kind really uh, in the Irish state this is the longest criminal trial probably by way by far the most expensive criminal trial we've ever had in this state it's just ended and there's a couple of more coming down the tracks and they really are just the consequences of Anglo-Irish Bank and the the what the panic of two thousand and eight and so on, uh, working its way through the legal system. As people say, you know, the wheels of justice grind slowly, but they grind, and we've reached a point now where they're all uh, appearing before the courts.
1: Yeah, right. Was there any special words for the jurors from the judge? Um, uh, you know, after they delivered their final verdict today, have they been given any dispensation in terms of future jury service? Oh,
3: sure. They're told they're told they never have to serve again. He, the judge said there's two things really a good. Sit- should do is vote and, and, and do jury service when asked and that they've certainly done the second and that they've he could tell that they did their job very well and put a lot of effort into it they're a very attentive jury everybody's agreed on that and I think it's obvious from their deliberations that they they, they took their position they took their um their job extremely seriously and he told them you know unless you want to you don't have to do jury service again but he said they were a credit to the jury system and to themselves
1: well, presumably this has been a very expensive trial do we have any sense of how much it's cost
3: I don't know but a good 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 number of millions um, the uh, charges were brought in two thousand and thirteen. the investigation began in 2009 there was a mm. massive amount of documentation to go through senior counsel being consulted from very early on Um you know, in terms of the state's cost to be very many millions. Um, and then the costs of, for the mm-hmm. uh, the uh, accused, I think most, apart from Willie McIntyre, the others, I think their costs have been carried by AIG insurers to their, their former employers. Um, but it's a big, big number, you know.
1: Yeah, and um, obviously the sentencing hasn't been handed down yet, so I suppose we should wait for that really first. But I mean, uh, I I presume there's an avenue of appeal open to the men who've been found guilty.
3: uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, people people can appeal against conviction, they can appeal against sentence, whether they will or not. Right.
1: And the men are on bail, essentially. They're, on bail, they're
3: bail on, yeah. on bail, yeah. Continuing bail, yeah. Okay.
1: Colin Kinna, thank you for that. Uh, Declan Conlon produced the show, uh, this special episode of the Irish Times Business Podcast. Don't forget, you can get the latest business news in straight into your inbox by signing up to our business today email at irishtimes.com. You can also follow the Irish Times business feed on Twitter and Facebook, and we will have plenty of coverage of the Anglo verdicts. Uh, I'm Kieran Hancock. Until next time, take care.